G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're looking at Rose Hill, it's the, I have to check these as of right now, the Golden Gift Week, as well as the Hot Danish. Uh, racing at Rose Hill, million dollar races still continue after the carnival's finished. Mark Sheen and Mark Roden are here to help me preview the races, but before we get started, we've got a viewer question from long time, correspondent Tobias. Uh, can Mark and Mark share how they rank Very Elegant's Cup win with some of the great cup winners they may have seen in the past? such as Far Lap or Archer. It's a little drive-by there for Tobias. <laughs> and then any notable big punting successes from Cup Week in years gone by. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Uh, your thoughts of Very Elegant going into the race and then obviously what she produced there on Tuesday. Well, look, the, last year she did finish the race off okay down the outside. Um, I suppose uh, no internationals may have made the race a little bit thinner, but... Um, she looked to go to a new level there on Tuesday. It was, a, it was an unbelievable win. So I don't know what Mark came up figure-wise, but, um, yeah, look, incentivise had been flying and she just blew him away. Yeah. Mark Roden, what's your figures producing? Because obviously punting forms produced a, a, a minus 19.9, which for a cup win yeah. is probably about as big as we've ever seen. Well, if we did it on just raw time, it'd be we, we've got a best since Maccabi Diva's third, which is impressive enough, but we actually dragged it back because the pace was actually really strong for a two-mile race. We, we try and allow for that, uh, especially in staying races. But if we'd let it go on just what the computer spat out on time, it would be like up there with one of Winx's wins, uh, yeah. which is just remarkable, really. Well, the put, I mean, not that this will mean much to people. We, we assess Terra's a 125 on our scale, and the only horses in living memory who've rated above 130 have been uh, Winx and Black Caviar. So... She's within two and a half lengths of them, so that's that's pretty good in anyone's language. I got yeah. I got it completely wrong. As anyone who watched the previous show, I actually went went out of my way to Potter on a dry track in particular. Um, look, I thought she would have been going okay in particular in Melbourne. This well, you know, the Cox Plate run was okay. I didn't like the Sydney Autumn form. I just didn't think she was good enough, and I wasn't convinced she'd run two miles. I just wonder whether this has been Chris Waller's plan all along, and he just hasn't said a word about it. She ran. She did run quite well last year from uh, a bad position. Maybe he's thought, right, I can win this race with this mare, and just set it, set her for it for twelve months, and not said a word about it, and just got her to absolutely go through the roof on the day. Yeah. Much. Uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to ask okay, Mark Sheen. Uh, was there any clues that you thought might have lended weight to that theory? Because it did look like that, just given the, I guess the Cox Plate run was good, wasn't really suited for the first half of the race. But do you think there was any clues in hindsight that you might have been able to pick? Not particularly. Um, to be honest, uh, a few people were saying she might have been over the hill to some extent, <laughs> actually, with her lead-up run. She'd, she'd fallen in in a race in Sydney. Um, she was beaten in the Turnbull out of a place, which was uh, sort of out of character for her. You know, you would have liked to have seen a battle on and run second or third in that Turnbull, but she actually missed the place and a Chapada finished in front of her. So, you know, that definitely put a big query on whether she was going any good. Cox Blade run was probably okay, but, um, yeah, look, this is, as Mark said, and and on top of the ground, that's the thing. Like, if she got a preferred surface, what would she have done to them then? Yeah, <laughs> good question. Well, Jack, Jack found her, and the, the way, the, the clue that Jack found, that, I mean, I didn't give any credence to pre-race, I must admit, he said she, she started 2.10 against Incentivise, and he's, you know, 2.70 today, and the market thought she was a better horse than him coming into the Turnbull. So on that score line, you had to give her some chance. I ignored it. I, I hope I had something on it, but I couldn't find it. But um, yeah, just a breathtaking win. 
I think it probably also just shows how important J-Mac is to her chances, just obviously still being a difficult mare to ride, but Jeezy uh, just gets along with her so well. Uh, to Tobias' second question, any notable big punting successes from Cup Week and years gone by? Luck, Shane, anything for yourself? Um, oh, I've, I've got the Knight and Power doubled years ago. I was having a bad run at the time. I'd, I'd emptied on it in the Epsom and it was uh, oh. it was a forgettable ride and uh, <laughs> I'd had the double going, so uh, it got me out of a, a big hole that I dug for myself at that time of the year. So, And I got to the races and took the 7-2 again on, uh, on the Tuesday. So after uh, I'd had a good day on the Saturday and went again on the on the Tuesday, so uh, that was a big result for me. Beautiful. Mark Roden? Uh, I've had a few. Ethereal was very good to me in 2001. Had a Cox Plate um, Melbourne Cup double with her. Would got probably a good five-figure result out of when uh, I was making about 400 bucks a week up in Darwin. Yeah. Uh, so that, that helped. But just on Mark's one, I was, I was swinging the bag on the lawn at Flemington on Cup Day 98, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think I was getting paid 100 bucks for the day, and one of the guys I was working with told me Doremus couldn't possibly win, and he'd give me 15 to 1. So I had the 100, the 100 I was going to get paid on Doremus at 15 to 1. <laughs> and GM Hall giving it the big over the line. I thought, gee, this is a good day's pay here. <laughs> oh, torture. That would have been a hard watch. I imagine the replay would have taken about 25 minutes to come up. Well, we're about th- we're 300 yards down the straight on the lawn, you know, so when they went past us, there was still 300 to go. So all we had to go on was you know, the big celebration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the way you guys talk about doubles as well, as if that's still like a thing in 2021. But anyway, um, look, let's have a look at this Rose Hill card. We'll look at the quaddy legs because as uh, both of you have alluded to, it's probably a little bit thin on the ground. Uh, Mark Sheen, Rose Hill, Rail 3, current going is soft six. Uh, what are you expecting in the track? Look, the last uh, couple of Rose Hill meetings have been pretty fair, I think, but... Um... We did have a meeting in July where the rail was uh, three metres and the track was slow and it was inside four lanes, in my opinion, were the best going. So probably just bear that in mind. It might be inside. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I agree with that. I hope it's not. And, um, yeah, at three metres, it's been pretty fair. It's been pretty fair. It's a bit of a bane of our existence in Sydney where the, the, the patterns aren't consistent from one, you know, one's moving to the next even in the same circumstances, but I'm not going to um, I'm not going to label it at this stage. But yeah, look, if, if anything, it's going to be inside. But um, yeah, I won't get too dogmatic about it just yet. Okay, uh, race seven is the golden gift, the million dollar race for the two year olds over 1100 meters. Uh, the current market elect is Charlatan at four dollars twenty from Shajardin at five dollars. Queen of the Balls, nine fifty with Nobel and Ojai at the same price. I'm sure I'm just making up words now. Snipcat is $12. <laughs> Shervo is $13. Mark Sheen, anything for the two-year-olds in the Golden Gift? Well, look, we're guessing with uh, these, none of them have trolled in the wet and run in the wet, so um, it's a bit of a guess. Uh, look, I think Queen of the Ball will bounce and find the front on the rail here. It did sit outside the lead at Randwick and got a little bit lost there. Got winkers on and on. My map, good chance of finding the fence here. So I'm going her way over Ojai, who did beat it uh, at uh, Randwick. Uh, I thought both of these fillies looked very good before this race. And uh, as Mark has alluded to, the, f- the time out of the race was very good. Look, Sir Jardin has galloped brilliantly um, between races at Canterbury since he won. 
but this is an awful map for him. He's probably going to have to go back to last. So just on that circle, it's a bit of worry. There's no doubt Charlotte was a great run in that race at Queen of the Ball and uh, Ojai were in, but uh, he's missed the start at his trial, only trial, only start. And this is a circle at Rose Hill as opposed to one turn at Randwick. So I'm not sure, you know, if he if he, if he he races like that at, at Rose Hill, I think he might be in trouble. So I'm going nine from eight, so just thinking that they might be in the right spots in the run. Okay, Mark Roden, uh, have you looked at the two-year-olds? I have, yes. Um, not generally my area of expertise, but I've had a look at this race. Most of them have run. Um, yeah, look, I can see... I can see why people were very taken with Shalatin's run, but, you know, it's a third of the price of Ojai and Queen of the Ball, who, despite his excuses, finished a couple of lengths in front of him and are going to be, as Mark said, well, clearly in front of him in the run again, unless something changes. So I, I just think on the, you know, he's, he's three to one, they're eight to one. It's it's just far too great a differential. Look, he might be the best horse in the race. But uh, I could spec those two at eight to one as well. Um, I think Sir Jordan certainly got something. Uh, look, his time compared to the Cool uh, and Gatter, the filly uh, that day was awful. But he did show something. He attacked the line really well. He's obviously got some ability, but he's going to be in an awful spot. I think um, Nobel has got something. It was a hard race to read. First race, I think it was on Cox Plate Day on the on the soft dish track. It wasn't probably too bad by then. But um, got to the line okay. It's got something, but. Um, I'd, I'd rather be with the Phillies, especially at the prices. When I, I was actually surprised to see the prices after I finished the form, I thought they'd be, the, the three of them would be much closer together than they are. Okay. All right. Good start there for the uh, Quaddy at Rose Hill. Race eight is the hot Danish, the group two for the Phillies and Mares. And Rocket Clock's favourite at $4.20 from Madame Rouge at $5.50. Nudge is six. Tricky Girl six fifty. Yamazaki is 10. Electric Girl and Wunderbar are 12. Mark Sheen, anything for yourself in the hot Danish? Uh, look, this is a bit of a head-scratcher because there looks to be no speed in this race whatsoever. Um, Electric Girl might take it up, but um, I've got a question mark about her in the wet. Look, I think Tricky Gal can bounce back here. She's a good wet tracker. She ran second in this race to Savi Tiano last year. She's hardly ever missed a place on wet ground. She had no luck in the race um, last uh, start behind Ice Bath. She was in an awkward spot down near the inside and didn't get a lot of galloping room up the straight. Prior to that, Second to Min Harge came up the rail in the worst going with Min Harge. It's come out and bolted in at Flemington. So I think um, things fall into place for Tricky Gal here. Wonderbar's a good wet tracker, but um, a bit of a head scratcher her last run. She has gone back to the trial since. But, um, uh, look, if she repeats her usual good form on wet ground, she's obviously in the mix. But 1,400, a slight query with her. But I think Tricky Gal's a good bet here for me. OK. Mark Roden? Yeah, I found it hard. Um, a lot of form out of the invitation, obviously. I don't know if I'm going to bet. I, I, I wanted to find Yamazaki because of a different form line out of a pretty good race against the males in that exo-boom race. But that the obvious thing about that race is it was really, truly run. And that, that put it on for a, as Mark said, she's probably, well, she's almost certainly not going to get that sort of setup. She has on occasion run on off soft paces. Some back markers can do that, you know, because they, they've done absolutely no work. And, can, and she does have a very good turn of foot. I don't know, 10 to 1 might get me in for something very small, but, um, yeah, there is a bit against it. I have to concede that. Uh, out of the invitation, I thought Rocket Clock probably goes forward again, given the lack of speed. I actually had Fashion L leading with Electric Girl. Mark, what did you make of that? Yeah, yeah, you might be right from the outside, Barry, yeah. Yeah, 
that those two and Rocket Clock probably, you know, better known as a backmarker. I think the circumstances are right for her to be third, fourth, even. So I think she's a great chance. Tricky gal, especially with the, the cutout, is um, a definite danger. And you know, I don't know if I want to be taking you know five fifty likes of Nudge, who's probably in the same boat as Yamazaki, Matt Wise. Madame Rouge was luckless, but five dollars. Come on, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, Wanda, Wanda Bar um, gets Sting out, which she she likes and might be able to poke up from uh, Barrier One. But fourteen hundred is the query on her. Look, I I don't love, love the race. I could I could spec Yamazaki, but you could easily be doing your money cold there, to be honest. Race nine is benchmark seventy eight over twelve hundred meters, and Blazer Trails favourite at three thirty from Fox Fighter at four. Flat Heaven and Calgary Queen are five fifty each. Kinlock is nine, and then everything else as well into double figures. Mark Sheen, race nine. Well, I think this might be a false favourite. Blazer Trail. Um, I know he's won on a dead track, but he's got a lot of uh, convictions in the wet. So if the track remains at this level or even gets worse, I, oh, I definitely think he'd have to be a risk. He is having a first start for a new stable, but. Um, yeah, I, I just think he's he's a big heavy horse, and I'm not sure that the wet's um, in his favour. Look, Foxfighter should have won last week. Um, he's got a few question marks in the wet as well, although he was first past the post in a race at uh, Hawkesbury on a heavy ground for a maiden and lost on protest, so you'd have to think he'd be able to handle uh, the wet off this. I think he probably rolls forward and, and sits probably outside the lead here. Nick Tock uh, should take it up. He might be second or third in the run. Calgary Queen should get a very good run. From the inside barrier. So I'm eight from nine. I think Calgary Queen from that soft draw will get a good run. I think 1,100, uh, 1,200 metres is a more suitable distance for her. So uh, eight from nine for me. And if the track remains uh, wet, I think four is a risk. Okay. Mark Roden, any thoughts? Yeah, I'm with uh, Fox Fighter. I couldn't get um, the favourite anywhere near its price either, I must say. Yeah, unlucky last start. The, how wet the track is is the query. Um, it, it was awful. Uh, two runs ago on a wet track at 1400, which I think was unsuitable, and had other excuses that day too. Had a bit, didn't have a great um, passage. And as Mark said, has that Hawkesbury uh, effort, the effort in the Hawkesbury Maiden on, on a heavy track, which you, know, you could use as evidence if you wanted to, but um, I think it should be favourite. Um, I was giving Kinlock some sort of chance. Uh, does tend to get back, which will be against it, but could include it at the price out of a pretty hot race that. Uh, Quantico won last time and um, back to a 78. I think he's better suited. Um, yeah, Flat Heaven uh, was good last week as uh, well. Not whether that uh, whether the dry is what he wants as well, I'm not sure. And then I was at the Blazer Trail and Calgary Queen. Um, but I think uh, Foxfighter, a good bet at the price. And I could save on Kinlock. Very good. That brings us to the last, which is benchmark 78 over 1,400 metres. Blesk is $4, as is Zushak. Suave is five fifty. Bergen's 10 Media Stargast is 11 and Edouard is 14 Mark Shane, Bergen was a horse to follow from last start at Randwick. Are you following him here? Um, look, I was hoping he'd go to a different grade than this, and plus the fact that he more than likely will not get uh, his own way here. Zushak will probably kick up and keep him out. And he's got mixed wet form. The one night he won at Canterbury, he just he blew from about five to two to about eight to one because he'd failed uh, a, ne a number of times on heavy ground. 
he did get through it okay that night to win, but then he had another failure on slow after that. So he's, you know, he's got a bit of mixed wet form. Look, I think Suave is the best horse here. I'm just hoping that he'll handle the slow. Um, he's got a couple of runs on heavy where he looked a bit fat and probably wasn't right. So I'm prepared to forgive those uh, Fargas. Um, and he did come down the worst part of the track there uh, first up at uh, Ranwick when he ran seventh, and that lane was not the place to be on the day. So I was forgiving of that run. So I think if he gets any luck here, he'd be hard to beat. I think Media Star Guest is flying. His two trials before he ran this time in have been fantastic. He's a very good wet tracker, but he has got a horror draw, but it mightn't be too bad by the last. So I might spec him um, if they're sort of getting off the fence a little bit, but you just have to watch the pattern of the day. So three on top for me. Bleska's racing well and has got some wet form also. Um, look, I'm against Zushak a little bit here if the track is fair. Just think Bergen might hook into him here. And last time he won at 1,400 metres, he got a very slow pace in front and only just fell in against um, Zing and Canyonero, who have both been lapped since. OK, so a little bit going on there in the last. Mark Roden, what were your thoughts? Uh, I don't know if I want to back him, but I actually got Zuzak, Zuzak on top. I'd take Mark's points. I'm more going off his run uh, last week where yeah. he, he was beaten, but that... They went very hard there, and I thought he was very brave to to beat all but um, dynamic impact. I know he didn't actually lead. He let um, the academy go, but they really were set up for something to get home and beat them. I thought that was a pretty good run. I don't think the soft's an issue. And, look, he always just sticks himself in the race and, uh, yeah, gives himself every chance. I don't know if a 11 to 4, 3 to one's any value, but I, I did have him on top from Suave. Um, yeah, I, I'm a look. I'm a fan of Suave um, as a horse. I'm very taken with it's the way it hit the line at Warwick Farm and it's been to starts back. And lost no admirers, but getting beaten by a promise of success last time. I think I think he's a pretty good horse. Uh, don't like Joe Mac off as a rule as a betting proposition, but I certainly have him second pick. Um, then I was out to the likes of Media Star Guest and Airware, who probably both have to be, uh, need the track to be playing a bit fairly by the last race, but if it is, I think both can uh, run well. And then Bergen, who, yes, we, we mentioned in the review show um, what a brave run that was last time. Um, soft track's an issue, as is the fact he's going up eight kilos too. Sure. So um, they're both little negatives for him. Uh, look, no bet for me at this stage, but I'm one from three for the record. All right, that brings us to the end. I'll get your best plays on the card. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Uh, well, look, look, I know it's a hard race, the hot Danish, but I just think Tricky Gal sets up nicely here, uh, getting wet ground and has got a good draw. Alicia Collett, very strong rider. So I think she'll run well in race number eight. Uh, it's not much of a card, so I think uh, she's the best value, maybe on an each-way basis race. Eh? Okay. Mark Road. Um, I Look, I think look, it's a... Absolute raffle, but and I'm not certain it's going to run. But in the country classic, um, Nick Olive's horse, Invincible Dash, absolutely brained them at Goulburn last um, Sunday. So if it runs, it's on a six day backup, which I don't mind at 2,000 metres, proven on soft ground, and it's 30 to 1. I mean, I know it's a big field and a, a raffle, but uh, look at the price, I just have to have something on him. And uh, if he's late scratching, you um, you get a collect anyway, get your money back. How about sure. that? All right, that makes sense. Uh, we'll catch up next week to uh, discuss what is Hunter Week there in Newcastle. Uh, yeah. Until then, enjoy the weekend, guys. Best of luck on the punt. See you, man. Thanks, Pope.
Yeah. <clears throat>